Hey everybody, speaking of morally ambiguous, uh, we're back. <laughs> it's another, uh, another Goblins Gaming podcast. Uh, tonight we're playing Bannerman Hall. Uh, nobody knows who, who the Bannerman is or where the hall is yet, but, but we're getting there. Um, last time we played, uh, this is to catch everyone else up as well as Jesse because he, he was busy with some sort of series. Last time, couldn't make it. Mm, yeah, something to do with the world. I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, um, the, the story so far has taken place in Holbeck Hill. It's a small town uh, uh, in the Eastern Kingdom of what is the name of this kingdom? I should have all this stuff written down, and I do. <laughs> the question question is where is Exenad? That's it. Uh, used to be a fairly important town. <clears throat> it was on uh, on the main thoroughfare that went from the far kingdom to the west all the way out to Exenad, went through the Midlands, etc. But now everything's covered in shadow. Well, uh, everyone is excited in town. Uh, the mayor has been like buying fireworks, preparing for this big festival. Because all of the adventurers throughout the land have gathered together to try and go and finally destroy all these shadow wells. Uh, the group went out with the druid, this local druidist, to check and see if it had happened yet, to see if it succeeded or failed, to bring back news to the town. And you found some good news, and the good news being that it looks like the shadow wells have actually been destroyed. The bad news is that there seems to be just a horde of horrible shadow creatures boiling out from where they used to be trapped. Did you say And horde? one of those, a horde, yes. Or possibly multiple hordes, uh, and and one of the one of those horrible creatures attacked you guys, which actually turned out to be an elk that was just sick, but it almost killed you anyway. <laughs> and then with the help of the druidist, <laughs> it was it was a close shave. All right, I mean I didn't uh, get hit at all. That's that's true. If you had, you'd be dead. <laughs> I mean, I did the five Ds of dodgeball to get my way out of harm's way. That's right. Um, so you made it back to town. Uh, you all kind of ran to your, where your either friends or family members were to tell them what was happening. And, uh, everyone has started to try and, uh, pull back out of the town to try and hide from these shadow creatures, right? There's a lot of shadow skeletons is mostly what you've seen. Um, and these creatures, you're calling them shadow skeletons because shadows seem to just kind of like swirl and coalesce around them. And when you get close to them, the shadows try to stick to you, which has resulted in uh, attempting constitution saves. You haven't always succeeded. Uh, and when you <laughs> felt them, you started to feel sick. But uh, the druidist so far has been able to heal everyone. He's gotten uh, afflicted by it. Um, so when we had finished off, I think uh, Corso, which is played by John, right? Yep. All right. So uh, your fam family, where your mother and father had told you to go and try to get everyone in town and bring them to the docks by the river to try to escape that way. Is that right? Uh, yes. Well, let's see. I was supposed to warn the Lightbringers and my family, and we were supposed to meet up in Aesgarth. Yep. Aesgarth is the, the closest fairly large city. And the river, for about 10 miles, actually runs mostly towards Aesgarth to the north. It runs kind of northeast. At which, which point it cuts directly east and heads out towards the coast, which is where you ship most of your apple cider. 
But that would take days to get there. You could get there, get to Aeskarth much quicker if you kind of take the river for the first few miles and then cut up through overland. Which is what your I think your dad suggested that. But yeah, that's the, the first large city. It's actually got a wall and everything. It might offer some protection from these these creatures. Um, so tell us a little about Corso as he's running from his family estate back into Holbeck Hill. Uh, Corso is a human uh, male, um, obviously a member of the nobility, and uh, his grandfather filled his head with tales of his ancestors' ex- exploits. Uh, so when the Lightbringers came to town, uh, he signed up. Not necessarily because he's all about their uh, religious beliefs, but he thought, hey, these guys actually know how to swing a sword. I want to learn from them. Right, yeah, they were the first actually trained fighting men you've kind of ever met. Uh, yep. In your, what, long 17 years or however long it's been? Um, I'm only, uh, I'm my guy's only 15. 15, still a long time. So right now he's just kind of like tall and skinny. He needs to bulk up. Right. Yeah. Got to start taking some protein powder. Get jacked. I get it. Yep. Uh, and kind of coming coming from the other end of town is Brandon's character. Brandon, you tell us about your character. So um, Quentin is oh, he did actually. What's that? Not what he did. Well, so he went to tell his mom, right, and gather some books. Yeah, yeah, yeah but went, yeah, just... yeah, he went to uh, try to warn his mom and uh, get her to go to the middle of the town and all that. And pretty much, it all came down to him getting um, so backwards and stumbling over himself that she just got concerned for his well-being and decided they should go to the middle of the town to um, see about giving me some healing. Um, but I did grab all my dad's books and things or whatever that uh, from the house just because they're prized possessions. Okay, so you had a little trouble. She's always coming with you, so Quentin aspires to be like his father who was a uh, fairly famous adventuring wizard. Is that right? Yes. All right. That went missing along with three other um, adventurers. That's right. And Quentin is a half-elf, right? Did you already say that? No, he is a half-elf. All right, and then PJ's doesn't have any family necessarily in town, but the most important place to PJ's character is the bar. So he went straight there to warn them <clears throat> and make sure they saved as much of his booze friends, which are it's just the barrels, I guess, probably, as possible. Yeah, exactly. So how did that go? And tell us about your character, PJ. I am a full halfling. So, oh, half halflings. I'm a full half. Uh, I'm about 20 years old. Um... I ran to the end. I gave the most impassioned, beautiful speech up there with Mel Gibson's Braveheart to inspire everyone to quickly finish their drinks and get the heck out of Dodge. So, <laughs> no, no party fouls. We didn't spill anything, you know. But That's right. It was it was yeah, quite you, epic. I don't remember if you got a critical success or not, but you you succeeded fairly well, as I recall. Yeah, I think I got like a nineteen. So, I mean. I made people cry and weep. It was beautiful. So, 
<laughs> when they went outside to the fresh air, then they felt a lot better. Right. The right, smell right, really. Right. They, they started crying before I even said anything. It was the strangest thing. So. All right. And then, Jesse, your character uh, was supposed to go, you were supposed to go meet your cousin and uh, and hang out with him today. But he was going to like hang out with a druid or something, which seemed really dumb. Yeah, it sounded so, really lame. So, so yeah. Instead, you got made a little extra cash, like loading some apples or something, and and got a few drinks. So you're hungry uh, for apples. Well, apple hard apple cider, right? <laughs> cider. So, uh, tell us a little bit about your character, Jesse. Oh, my character is <clears throat> also a halfling, since you know to be a cousin of another halfling, I guess I need to be full halfling. Um, my name's Ando. Go by Lando, because all of my sailor friends get really excited when we're almost home and start screaming my name. But for some reason, they're adding uh, hell to it. Oh, uh, so now I'll just go by Lando um, instead of Ando, because everyone forgot. So Lando sounds much cooler, and everyone seems to get really excited about it. So uh, <laughs> Lando, uh, and love the ocean. And that sounds a lot more fun than apples, but we have to come back so we get more to drink. So drinking's fun, and, you know, sailing's cool too. Arg. So every autumn, you guys get in a couple of boats and sell them up the up the river to gather a bunch of cider. Then you sell it down the river, sell it all on the coast, and then and then you spend the rest of the year just kind of out in the ocean. Yeah, I get really confused because the ocean seems to be flowing in one direction all the time. That's a big thing. I seem to be stuck on the small one all the time. But anyways, it's, it's it's pretty cool. Not as cool as the big one, but the small one is, that seems to always get me back here. So yeah, well the. Uh, yeah, this river is fairly large too. It's it's uh, you know, a couple hundred feet across most of the time, so there's plenty of room on this river for a, especially for a halfling boats. Look at it that way. Oh, I don't. I didn't think I sailed with halflings. I thought I sailed with humans and stuff. Well, especially for a halfling on a boat. In any case, I don't know. Halfling boats. Halfling boats probably full size anyway, because you got to carry regular size cargo. It's not like they make halfling size barrels, do they? Pony kegs, maybe? Those barrels are halfling size. That's true. <laughs> yeah, they're already halfling size. <laughs> All right. That's what everyone on the boat says. <laughs> I can fit inside it. Easy. That's right. All right. So let me see. I have all of you guys' characters on the map here, except, I believe, for. Lando, Lando. So we will just say that you show up uh, as everybody's leaving the hall or the yeah the tavern. You kind of walk out too because that's what you were doing uh, next to James or this guy that's calling himself James, who looks like your cousin. It's it's James. <clears throat> Wait, so All I right. see him. Yeah, you see him. Yeah, he comes in and gives some kind of speech about there being monsters and everybody needs to leave. The part that you catch and that really sticks in your mind is that everybody should go ahead and finish their drink as fast as they can. So okay. you do that. Everybody does that. And then everybody, I mean, says everybody to follow him. Is. You think there's going to be a party outside because somebody did mention fireworks. Yeah, your so everybody okay. comes outside to see what the party is about. <clears throat> but there's like there's no drinks. There's no food. It's, uh, it looks pretty bad so far. So I'll just kind of walk along the bar and all the drinks that weren't finished, I'll just kind of pick them up and knock them back as I'm walking out. Or right, make me a con save. <laughs> this is going to be bad. 
<laughs> it's a DC 10. Oh, oh no. All right. So you're, you're really? a little tipsy. I can hold my own when it comes to drinking. We're just gonna <laughs> we're just gonna count it. We're not gonna count it as poison. We're gonna count it as one level of exhaustion, just because uh, you're so wiped out from all that drinking. So it'll go away soonish. Uh, just because poison poison is much harsher status to have than one level of exhaustion. Well, I'm also halfling. We're resistant to poison. Oh well, there you go. That's why you're just exhausted. All right. Um, yeah. So. Uh, the four of you, you can see your characters here. Um, Quentin, as you're coming into town, you see uh, Mr. Ashgrip. He's the town smith. He's standing outside. And he asks you what's going on. Yo, Quentin, what's going on? There's some uh, weird creatures uh, out in the forest, and they're attacking, and the druidist told us that we need to, uh, um, you know, um, everyone get together and protect the town, you know, be safe. Uh, no, I, I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, uh, go to the middle of town. How do you forget? How do you remember to breathe? I mean, seriously, like, do, do you have a note somewhere to help you remember to breathe in all the time? No, my, uh, my smartwatch, it clicks. In. <laughs> Can I breathe? All right. Well, uh, so you can see, most of you can see a few people here in town, right? It's, it's getting dark. Um, there's, um, it's darker than it should be right now. And it seems like, like there's more darkness coming in from the, from the West, which sort of makes sense <clears throat> as, as time is going by here. Um, but as you come into town, you see the mayor, Mayor, Gil, mayor Gildarb, down here outside of his house, he's looking around, like asking everybody what's going on. Like, what's happening? What's the problem? He's down here. Um, and the four of you kind of come together here in front of the in front of the tavern. Uh, Melia, who runs the tavern, she's sitting there with all of you, trying to figure out what's going on as well. Can I do like a persuade check with everyone to get them to up with everything that's going on and to get things moving? Uh, yeah, tell me what you say to him. All right, I'm going to tell him, look, uh, don't listen to the witless wonder over here. He's kind of not paying attention. Uh, we were with Sephora in the forest. Shadow wells have been close, but unfortunately, there is a cloud of shadow with shadow skeletons coming to kill us all. We have got to get out of town as fast as possible. Make our way down to the docks so we can go downriver, the near fortified town, and hopefully we can get some protection there. All right. Uh, yeah, make me a persuade check. I think I know this guy. <laughs> Quiet. Right, persuade check. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, there it is. Persuasion. I think you're still using your microphone on your your key on your computer or something because I keep hearing clicks like when you're tapping on your keyboard and stuff. PJ. Oh, really? Yeah. Crap. Okay, hold on. I'll fix that. What did I roll out? Right. Got a 19. Just... So so that seemed to... People are like, okay, okay, yeah, we'll start heading towards the docks. So uh, all these commoners out here, which are all the ones that look the same, same color token, start start kind of moving that way. Um, right. The mayor walks out, and he tries to get your attention, Corso. 
All right. Um, I uh, I guess I'll approach. And, uh, let's see. Greetings, Mayor. Hey, young young Corso. Did you did you hand out those banners for the for the celebration? We're gonna have a celebration if the wells are broken. Uh, that was Quentin that was supposed to do that. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, the two of you are always together. Uh, did that? Did that? Did that get taken care of? Um, you know, honestly, I'm not sure. Quentin's pretty forgetful. All right, Quentin, did you do anything with those banners? Um, oh, we we deliver them. Somebody. I don't remember if we did or not. I don't have it in the notes. <laughs> I know you had them. Yeah, we did the banner thing when the session I played. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So then they were passed out. Were they yeah, passed we... out? <clears throat> I don't know. Before, we went, before we went went to the Druid, we would have been able to carry. I've been carrying banners the whole time. Out in the middle of nowhere. I don't know. Check yeah. your bag. <laughs> <laughs> You look in your bag. There's one banner in there. So something happened to the other ones. Well, we, there's no time for right. to talk about a party or anything or a celebration. We're, we're in danger. Why are we in danger? We got we're in danger of not getting these banners up and the fireworks ready. I got the fireworks in the back of my yard. They're ready to go. Um, there are creatures coming to attack us. No, we shouldn't do that. <laughs> Yeah, Cor just tries to give him a rundown. Hey, we went out with Siofra, um, and something happened with the wells, but I guess it didn't work, or it released something, but there's uh, these shadow creatures that are descending on the town. We're trying to get everybody uh, rallied so they can get out of town before the creatures arrive. All right, give me give me some kind of check. What kind of check you want to do here? To... Um, I guess a persuade. All right. Uh, it's DC. Oh, yeah, it's DC 12. Now, you got a 7. He's like, no, 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 no. I'll believe that when I see it. In the meantime, I need you fellas to start hanging these banners up so we can be ready for the party. I'm sorry, sir, but uh, I, you really ought to check with Siofra. Alright. Um, at this point, uh, this, uh, we'll say this, a lady right, right here is actually a lady. Screams and points uh, to the east, and you guys see a mass of shambling uh, skeletons uh, coming up into the village here. <clears throat> and with that, we're gonna we need to roll initiative. Wow, some great rolls so far. And Jesse is. I'm gonna roll all the initiatives right here because I got a lot of NPCs. All right, there's a lot on here, so if uh, one of you players hasn't rolled, you're just not gonna get to go. <laughs> all right. Oh gosh, where do you Somebody... do initiative roll? Oh, that's too late. <clears throat> Uh, right next to the armor class on your character sheet. You have to make sure your token is selected on the on the yeah, map. Click your guy first, and then the initiative. Okay, okay. Give me a second. 
gotta find where I'm at. Has anybody tried this little noise suppression thing? I don't know. We need to try it on PJs, though. I, I've been trying to figure this out for my the settings on my computer, and for whatever reason, it's not working. And I don't know uh, why. Hang, hang on just a second. Can you guys hear me typing? For a second to hear it, no. Well, a little bit. Not not very loud. Yeah, mine is All on. Right. I keep mine on. Oh, do you? And uh, the problem tonight is I, I, I've misplaced my mouse, so I'm having to use... Um, a uh, freaking mouse pad. pad. Yeah. I'll do my best to minimize it. See that you have rolled initiative, but it looks like you do not have your token selected because it's not showing up. Oh, that's weird because it's showing a 12 on mine. No, you so, have to uh, click on your to token. click your token first, then click initiative. Yep. Yeah, I, I clicked that and it pulled up all sorts of stuff here. Like, uh, shoot. Anyway. Uh, I can, I mean, I can, I can add it for you if you're having trouble. Yeah, just, just add it for me for whatever reason. It's like, this is like playing D&D &D with my dad right now. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, that's, that's, that hurts. You cut me deep. <laughs> just, dad, I'll just, I'll just log into Netflix for you. Don't worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, after all that, Lando. Uh, yeah, you see some skeleton things coming uh, into town. There's uh, people just kind of standing around everywhere, somewhat shuffling north towards the docks, but not really. You're not sure what's going on. Uh, they, let me see what you you can see. Now you can see one just barely right here, I think. Coming up out of the darkness. Ooh. There's a there's a lady a lady that's standing right here screaming and pointing that way. She says, Monsters. <laughs> Nobody likes monsters. I'm, I think I want to get closer just so I can see what a monster looks like. So that uh that does bring something up here. Do does your character even... Yeah, okay, you've got a, a sword on your character sheet. Yeah, I didn't know, because we didn't talk beforehand, like what kind of equipment my guy was going to have. So. You can have you can have a short sword and a dagger, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, presumably you use those to cut ropes on ships when you have to or something. Sure. I can't really see the grid. Yeah, yeah. What do you need to see it for? Look to move 25 feet. Oh. Now, is that like human feet or halfling feet? 25, well, you know. You guess halfling feet. Yeah. Was that 25? Right. I couldn't see. That was 25, yep. Okay. All right, so now, presumably, you can see these skeleton creatures a little bit better. Yeah, you can see another one sort of coming out of the darkness over here. I don't know. Do I know... Uh, Core. Uh, presumably, you've been in town a few times. You know he's the son of like the no local noble folk or whatever. Mm -hmm. They're kind of a big deal. Um, well, you've, you've been in and out of town enough to to be familiar with everyone because it's not a large town. 
I yeah. see he's got a sword, and I give him a nod. That's so helpful. Just give him a nod. Just mm, yeah. <laughs> are you gonna? Hey, you know. <laughs> I didn't say my guy was talkative. <laughs> when I played Corey, he was very talkative. <laughs> uh, right. All right. Well, I guess you know if I, if I see a monster, monsters are bad, right? So I guess I'll uh, throw a little dagger at him. See if it comes All right. Back. Yeah. Yeah. Throw a dagger at this guy. What's the What's the range on a dagger like? Throwing dagger. Good question. Because it's forty-five feet to set skeleton. Pretty good at darts, right? <laughs> Pretty good at darts. It says range is sixty for throw. That's twenty sixty. So so twenty with no penalty, and then sixty at is it disadvantage? I guess. Ooh, I think so. So, so if you want to. You can hold your hold it, and if it gets within twenty feet, then throw it. If you want to do that, okay, I'll do that. I'll just be sizing it up, as, you know, as I'm kind of stumbling between one foot to the other. All right. Yeah. If a skeleton gets within twenty feet of you, you will chuck a dagger at it. Sounds good. All right, and nearly immediately, a skeleton uh, walks forward and. Uh, as he walks forward, this like darkness and shadow that's swirling around, and this is the first time you've seen this, Lando. It's just put, kind of like pouring out of the skeleton from the eye sockets and between the ribs and, and everything, swirling around, and uh, it gets close and it touches the mare and, uh, and this lady that's right here. Uh, and it's almost like it's trying to curl around them and go into their eyes and mouth and everything else. Not but, in the uh, not in the eyes. Not in the eyes. Right, but it does, I think. Oh no, it's twenty five feet away from you. Ah. Oh, it didn't come within your range yet. Yeah, I should have went to this space here. But Alright. I'm surprised no one said a little halfling joke about us coming up short. I'm a little mm. disappointed. Well, he fires a short bow uh at uh this lady back here when he Gets to there. See how that goes. Oh, he just uh, sticks her right in the forehead with it, and she dies. Oh my Ooh. god! It's a critical hit. Apparently, my rolls are, are just as good as last week. So you guys be careful. He's a sniper. Uh, yeah, he just he was like, <laughs> she dies. <laughs> this woman you uh, you've known all your lives, most of you, just uh, dead, just like that. What's her name? Uh, Debra. <laughs> <laughs> not dead, bro. No. <laughs> She's dead anyway now. Uh, uh, the most disturbing part is there's like shadows still attached to that that arrow, and they're just like uh, soaking into her her body as she's sitting there. Gross. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Melia, the uh, lady that owns the tavern up here, seeing that goes, "Oh shit." Get out of here! Run for your lives! She's got a tankard, like a like a small like mini keg under one hand and a tankard in the other hand. She just takes off running north. Everybody save yourself! <sighs> she grabs this lady lady with her with this guy and starts dragging them up north towards the river. <laughs> All right. Uh, probably the proper response. If you think about it. At this point, yes. Yep. 
All right, uh, this next one uh, comes up even closer. And I think he is within 20 feet of you. Do I see? Let's see. Oh, he's got five more feet of movement anyway. How or how is that one 25? And he's. Hmm. Nothing. No. Sorry, I hadn't finished moving yet. All right, so he is within 20 feet. So you're uh, you can throw now if you want. Okay. Do the little one eye trick. Helps when I'm driving. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have any negatives to your attack, at least. Just two ability checks. Oh, no. But uh, having never fought a horrid skeletal shadow monster before, you were very afeard. Oh, but can I, as a halfling, mm. the lucky trait. I think you, you are lucky. One attack roll. You, you can, can re-roll re it. Die. That's right. Yay lucky for halfling play. luck. Oh, 19 is much better. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's a 22 total. Well, it's a, it's a 22. Yeah, 22, because you have dexterity bonus. Mm -hmm. 22 total. So you, you uh, go to throw it, and like you get like a hitch in your elbow or something, and you kind of shake that out and throw it after basically a pump fake. Mm -hmm. And it, uh, the dagger goes straight past the mare's right ear, and like, cuts off a couple of his longer hairs that probably needed to be trimmed anyway and hits the uh, skeleton right in the rib cage. In fact, it actually goes into the rib cage and just stays in there. Oh no! It does, but it does do the four points of damage and uh, the uh, skeleton looks a little worse for the wear. And that's why nobody messes with Lando with darts. <laughs> okay, James. Yeah, right, James. Oh wait. It is. Uh, it's James. This guy, this other skeleton, still gets to attack. After that happens, he uh, he waves his short sword at uh, Lando over there, and then attempts to attack this woman that won't go screaming. Uh, oh, and he he fails, but he is not a halfling skeleton, so he doesn't get to reroll his one. All okay. right, James. All right. Uh... I don't have any throwing weapons, so what I'm going to do is move near Lando, I mean Lando, uh, mm -hmm. probably in that square with the bushes, right there, let's see, to about right there if that's within range. Yep. Alright, and then... I'm going to try to persuade the woman right next to the skeleton that he missed to mm -hmm. try to get her attention to like get her to freaking run away so she won't just stand there and get killed. So I'll give you I'll give you automatic success on that. You're going to have to make a roll. He's like, okay. Okay. As soon as yeah. I get my initiative. Okay. Oh, jeez Louise. Right. Lord have mercy. Um, All right, Quentin. All right. Uh, this one right there, uh, Stingy Wand. The closest skeleton? Yes. Zap! You, uh, well, Sting shoots out and hits it for one point of damage. You've been deadly with that thing so far. Yeah, thankfully I don't miss. How many charges have you got left? Uh, three. 
<laughs> one point of damage. You did a thing. Look at it that way. That's I mean, pretty much all the like, damage they've done. <laughs> it's like one point. It's not me. like static electricity. Like, you know, you rubbed your feet on the carpet and you just static shocked him. Just pretty much. Uh, it, that could be how it works. <laughs> okay, this next one runs up and he attacks the mayor. Oh, gosh, another critical hit. Good God. Man, this is not going well for the townsfolk. The fallback hill. Well, the mayor, uh, it looks like he's mortally wounded in the liver. He collapses to the ground. Oh, Corso! Don't forget the banners! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and then so I'll roll all these skeletons individually, but they all go together anyway. I don't know what the point is. This one runs up to here and fires an arrow at, uh, let's see, Lando, I guess. He saw Lando throwing those daggers. Does he have line of sight, though? Because isn't that woman in the way? No, she's, she's cowering. She's basically on her hands and knees. Cowering behind this bush. All right, well, he fires with a nine to hit, probably misses. That's a miss. I have not yet hit, but I've critted. So uh, it's been interesting. All right. Next. This poor lady. She's going to disengage. Oh, well, she has to make a saving throw first. Unfortunately. Because she's surrounded by shadow. Oh, she succeeds with a critical success <laughs> on her constitution my, save. My rousing speech saved her. Yeah. She's going to disengage, and then 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. She's running away. Let me uh, do a thing here. Is that better for seeing the grids there now? Yeah, it's a little better. Yeah. Yeah, I can get can make it mo better. Well, there you go. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah there we go. That's perfect. <clears throat> All right. Uh, so she disengages Iran. Uh, these other two commoners down here. Five, ten, twelve. Basically, all the commoners are running for the. Last skeleton is going to stand back here and fire an arrow at Corso. Or Core, rather. Back some people call him Cora. Critical Good. hit! God! Four damage to Core. He's dead. He just put an X on him. He did. Uh. What'd you get from rolling bad initiative? Um, Kuvon Ashgrip is next. He's going to run up and he's got one of these little uh, uh, wands from the Druidus. One of these holly wands. Um, and he's going to create seven of these berries and he just shoves uh, three of them in Kor's mouth. 
So you, you like it when people shove balls in your mouth, Corso? Is that a thing now? And he grabs he it's grabs the yeah, he grabs the uh, mare and starts dragging him back. Uh, mare, I got you. All right, uh, he yells for you to get up, Corso. Get up and fight, Corso. Get your friends out of here. All right, Cor. You're laying on the ground, but uh, you got berries all smushed on your face, and you're feeling remarkably okay for a guy that just got stuck in the face of an arrow. What color are the berries like around his mouth? They're <laughs> red. They're red. Red berries. And they're not blue since they made it in his mouth. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Core, you do not need to make a saving throw since you already uh, succeeded a saving throw earlier for this shadow stuff. So you are muted, John. I I don't have any uh, ranged weapons, so Mm -hmm. I guess uh, I'm just going to get up and tell the others to, uh, to get to the river as quickly as possible. So it cost me, I guess, half my movement to stand up, and then I'm just going to move up here. Um, are the rest of you guys going to run, too? Um, I guess we got to. Yeah. I don't think we can last long against the crit- critical skeletons. No. So, uh, everybody, uh, well, it's the end of the round here. Everybody make me a perception check. Three for me. Okay. Looking for a 10 or better. I got a 17. 16. You got a, you got a 10 the first time. 12. Oh, oops. I didn't realize I double clicked it. <laughs> 10. Everybody you said 10 or higher. Realizes yeah. something. Right. Okay. So everyone who rolled a ten or higher, uh, you hear there's a couple of voices uh, coming from in here in this building to your to the left side of the screen on the on the west, and uh, someone that sounds like uh, probably the blacksmith's wife yelling from inside of this house over here to the right. Okay. <clears throat> we should help them. All right. Uh, the mayor. Oh, double fails his death save. Oof. Oh, he's not doing good. And then, uh, as if that weren't bad enough, uh, something else happens. Um, a fellow uh, that... Uh, Core, you at least recognize as being with the uh, the knights. He's like a, some kind of a sorcerer or wizard type person. Comes uh, comes running in in from the camp, their camp, which is uh, northeast of town, uh, leading a couple of the younger knights. And he says, "Never fear, townsfolk. The light has arrived." And uh, he casts some sort of some sort of spell at uh, this lead skeleton and uh, let's see uh, 
that's going to finish it up. Three magical darts shoot forth and, and hit the skeleton, and it, it collapses to the ground. Um, is, does this show you guys his name? No. It shows my dagger. the knight, but not his. My dagger fall out of it? Your dagger, yeah, is in, it's in that pile. There you go, see it. Yeah. I need uh, that back. Let's see. His name is Iberin. Uh, let me make it so you can see it. Do this. See. There you go. Now you can see it, right? Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, he he and his friends move up to kind of uh, help guard you guys. I'm going to roll them initiative for the next round. Just out of a turn. All right, and then these guys. These are some of the young knights, these two that uh, that you've practiced with a few times, Core. And... What do you... Yeah, all right, Lando. So you, you've had some uh, some help show up in the form of some of these Lightbringer people? Something like that? I look at the others and I'm like, we're going to be okay now! (laughs) (laughs) So what what are you thinking, Lando? Yeah. I don't know. I almost feel like just holding my initiative entirely. Hold it until after somebody else goes, or yeah, probably until after. Um... Let's see, Melia's running away. Everon's the new guy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that that Eberin guy is going next in initiative order. You can see. I'm going to hold mine until after James, who I've never met, goes. <laughs> All right, I'm just going to you know That's you a back. good idea, and that's true. Yes, we have never met. Good, yes. fine fellow, sir. We are indeed strangers to one another. All right. Not all halflings know each other. It's a bit racist to think otherwise. Yes, we look nothing alike, and we're not related. <laughs> <laughs> right, James? Correct. That is correct. Exactly. I'm, I'm I'm a good two centimeters taller. <laughs> As will be six foot tall. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, Eberin uh, moves over closer closer to them and uh, waves his hands out in front of him. Uh, you see electricity kind of spark between his hands, and uh, there's a uh, thunderous wave of noise shoots out from from his hands and goes to the to the east hitting three of the skeletons um, let's see uh, oh not much damage let's see but I think that is a con save right. 
uh, yeah, can't save it through. Go from closest to furthest. All right. Uh, two of them are pushed away from him. Five, ten, five, ten. To there. Um, and he uh, he does that, and he goes, ha, ha, and uh, steps, like, steps up to get closer to them. And, uh, Cor, you see him take a breath in, and some of that smoke goes up his, his uh, nostrils. And he coughs, and he does not look good. He uh, he actually like collapses down to one knee, starts like shaking his head. He's in bad shape. I had to take it down for work. And um, then he uh, he actually collapses. He's laying on the ground. Something is something is wrong with him. Not Ebarn. No. There we go. He's on the ground. Something, something's not right. All right. Okay. This uh, that looks so good. Yeah. Next, the skeleton. Five, ten, fifteen. It charges up to uh, to James and attacks with a short sword. Hey, don't I get you know cover for my stealth being in the bushes and all that? No. I heard some kind of a weird noise coming from. Yeah, I can hear it too. I think so. Yeah, I don't know where. It's Jesse. Jesse take his, he take his headset out or something. Do what? There's there all, There was suddenly a lot of feedback behind you. Huh. it could have been Taylor running down the stairs. No, it, it sounds it. like uh, your air conditioner's running or something. Yeah, or a fan maybe. Oh, you know what? It might be the laptop fan. Um. Oh, could be. It's not. It's not as loud it comes, now. It comes and goes. I'll just stay on mute. Okay. All right, James. He swings a short sword at you with an eighteen to hit. Good God! All right, don't I get like a deck saving throw? <laughs> you do not. It's just uh, if it meets or beats your AC, then it hits you for six damage. Jeez. Oh, crap. I think he stabs you in the gut. Man, he must have been a short skeleton. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, and then it's Melia. She runs the rest of the way away, away. She's out of there. And um, James, you need to make a death save. Yay. That's awesome. All right. Let me scroll down here and click oh. that. That's a failure. Let's check one of the failure boxes. Can I, um, I guess I'll do that. I was thinking I could use that reroll here, but I think I'll, uh, I'll wait in case I fail the next one. So, yeah, that's a good idea. All right, uh, Lando, that uh, your new halfling friend is laying on the ground. I can't believe you stabbed this guy I've never met. I want to mark you with zero <laughs> points there, James. Arg! <laughs> you going to go try to help your buddy? 
He's at least half a buddy. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> oh, and an eight. You are you swing right where his heart should be, but there's nothing there, so it just passes right yeah. through him. Curses. Curses. Quentin. All right. Um, I'm going to go up and uh, here and do the uh, Goodberry wand. All right. The Holly wand. So five good berries and yep. shovel them in his mouth. All right. Uh, that gives you more hit points than you could use, actually. So you're back up to three. Back up to three whole hit points. Yep. And I uh, take another step back over here. All right. Good job, guys. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, this skeleton over here comes and stands, and he's just like st uh, looking over Eber and just looking at him, not doing anything else. At who? Eber and the guy that's like laying on the ground, oh. choking with like, the, with the shadows going into his face. Okay. I thought you said at Brandon. I'm going um, to E. Brandon, the electronic version of Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> so the Brandon right. we actually want to have around. Nah. Thirty. The next skeleton runs up here. It takes a swing at one of the young knights. Not the young knights. A sixteen, which does in fact hit the young knight, but uh. five damage doesn't kill him. He goes, oh, a palpable hit. Seems mildly excited about it, which is probably isn't healthy. All right. And then... King Shane. Yeah. Said young knight uh, swings back with his own short sword. All right. At which point, all the commoners continue to scream and run for the river. Uh, another person pops out of this uh, this house right here. And uh, Kuvan's wife, or you ex expect that it's probably his wife. It's a, uh, she's at least, it's at least dressed in a dress, although it's uh, a dwarf with a beard and a deep vo gravelly voice. And says, Kuvan, get out of here. And he says, the mayor's hurt. And she, go she goes, who cares? And starts, <laughs> starts turning north. <laughs> She's Quentin, come on! Yeah, Quentin, come on! And she like scuffs you on the back of the head. Quit screwing around. Um, but we got to get back to um, where are we going? The river? Yes, it's this way, you fool! In a van down by the river. She runs. Uh, guys, hurry! Come on! Right. Oh, you're oh, so yeah, helpful. I can't move yet. Skeleton. Yeah. This skeleton moves up to here and attacks the other young knight. Uh, this one. Oh, he fails spectacularly. Right. Kuvan takes his other couple of uh, berries that he already created, shoves them in the mare's mouth, slaps them across the face, and says, Let's go, mare! Takes <laughs> off running. <laughs> 20, 25. All right, uh, the last young knight over here. He's going to try to attack this guy back with his own short sword. Oh, and he does very well. A 17 for five. So the skeleton looks pretty hurt. 
And it's your turn, Core. Inspired by uh, my reinforcements from, from my friends, I'd turn, pull out my short sword, and try to attack the same guy. Teamwork! Hey, hey, it's not this kind of game. Don't pull anything out. I mean, come on. Keep it PG-rated. All right. Too late for that. A 12 for 7. Oh, a 12. He just manages to turn your blade aside at the last moment. Curses! Feel as though as if, if you had only done a bit better with that attack, it would have been a, a death blow to the poor skeleton. I tried. All right. Um, is that it for core? Uh, yeah. I'm just trying to hold the line here with my buddies. All right. The mayor stands up and says, Run, you fools! <laughs> is he related to Gandalf? <laughs> Gildar Gandalf. Eh, it could be. Does, does he have a banner trailing from his heel? <laughs> he ran out of the port of body. He does. He, well, he does have a banner yeah, trailing from him because it's one of the ones he was wanting to put up. Okay. Uh, new round. Let me check my stuff here. Uh, yep. All right. Uh, at the top of this round, um, Eberin, uh, uh, he his uh, those of you who can see him, his his body just like like shudders and collapses to the to the ground, and something pulls. Out of out of his lifeless corpse and uh, floats in his place. Oh, I didn't make that. oh no, yes. that doesn't sound healthy. A uh, creature of utter darkness. Everything feels so peaceful right now. Where is that coming from? I don't know. That music. Where's the background music yeah. coming from? I think that's a clock. I think that's me. Sorry. It's over now. <laughs> it was ambiance. That's what it was. The entire. <laughs> I was actually getting ready to be like, Jesse, you're the only one with a little girl in your house. Why Why are you listening to that music? She just went to bed. <laughs> it was That was the death dirge for our buddy Eberin. Exactly. You know, right, like there's the rings. Uh, on, on the Bannerman Hall Discord, I just added what this creature looks like as it uh, pulls itself out of Eberin's body. Oh, that doesn't look good. Oh, lovely. That looks really bad. bad. Yeah. Definitely, definitely bad. I'm um, quite sure where I do level zeros or <laughs> taking on stuff. But hey. It, uh... It floats over to this young knight over here, and let's see what it does. Probably something terrible. Uh, it just it takes its uh, somewhat insubstantial hand and just tries to grab his face, and does. It just uh, plunges its hand into into his skull, and uh, you see the life just drain out of him. He collapses to the ground. Uh, and 
I see as his body lays there lays there twitching uh you see you see a uh like a, a an extra shadow from his body like looks like it's starting to just try to heave out of his out of his corpse and the uh, undead wraith creature kind of just uh gives some sort of a laugh which is disturbing also at this point um um, guys, remember that last time we weren't um we were supposed to like fight the <clears throat> bad guys, but we ran. Yeah. Is this Danny messing with us? <laughs> you see uh, uh another young knight along with Gwalter the Heartbreaker and Rojet the Merciful coming coming down and they say, Young young ones, run, run for your lives. And uh Rojet jumps over the fence and Walter jumps over and you hear a woman sigh for, uh, and you turn and look and it's one of the women's that was running away. She stopped long enough to sigh when she saw him. And then she starts like, like, Mom. <laughs> yeah. It was actually, it, it was uh, Kuvan's wife. <laughs> it's the first <laughs> feminine sound she made the entire time you've known her. All right. Uh, let's see. Skeleton. Uh, James, you have three hit points again now, right? Yes, yes, because... Uh, right. Can you set your hit points back to three, then? You can do it from your token or from the character sheet, either one. Um, there. there you go. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, you know, Walter uh, gets the attention of this first one. And let me get your feet up. It attacks him. Oh, it actually hits him. Wow. Just barely. All right. And then James. Gwalter, I'm going to run away. Yeah, Gwalter helps you get up uh, with his part of his action so you don't have to spend your movement. You can just disengage and run if you want. All right. Well, then I'm gonna run, and I think one, two, five. I think that's that's five, right? Yeah. All right. All right. Lando and Quentin, are you guys also gonna run? Yes. All right. We'll do the same. Um. I didn't actually roll initiative for these guys. Ooh, we got terrible initiatives. Yeah. All right. Uh, these skeletons come up and start trying to attack the knights. I'm not going to roll those as long as you guys are all running away. You should be able to get away now. Is that everybody's plan? Yeah. Uh, yes. All right. Clear all that out of the way. Yeah, Core is, uh, he is um, torn between whether he should stay and help the Lightbringers or just run. And then he realizes, oh, I have like one hit point. Should I stay or should there. I go? Yeah, and no, and no armor on or anything. And Gwalter yeah. is telling him to run. He says, get out of your core. See to your parents. All right. At which point I disengage and run as well. All right. What? 
All right, I'm gonna send a move. You guys can move your tokens up just to like the northern section of the map if you want. I'm just getting rid of tokens on here that we don't need anymore. I can't see anything anymore. Let me fix that real quick. There you go. Make sure we all see just fine. All right. Now, as you're running, you see a couple of folks with you have been affected by that uh, shadow, whatever the shadow stuff is. Um, and they don't look good either. If you're being honest with yourselves. Temper um. mercy killing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we might well, be able to try see... using some of those berries. See if that helps. Yeah, yeah, and and you did see that the uh, I mean the druid was able to take care of it for you guys. I mean, you know, she can't heal everybody in the world, but she might be able to help a few folks. Um, all right. Okay, uh, so you guys all run to the docks. When you get to the docks, uh, or almost to the docks, there's a there's a tree line next to your property core. And there's a bunch of people just huddled up against it. And uh, uh, someone sees you and wave, waves the group of you over. It's uh, Kor's father. Um, Borso, uh, or Mr. Seathorn, as most people know him. Waves uh, over says, Boys, I'm glad you made it. Uh, there's some of these undead creatures that are uh, stalking around the docks. We're not sure what to do. Uh, we can't get past them. We can't get everything loaded. And there's not enough of us to try to fight them off. We need some kind of distraction. Um, do you have anything in mind? Yeah, we were just trying to come up with something. The uh, the mayor and everybody else is running with you guys. So everybody kind of gets there together. I volunteer mm-hmm. Quentin to be the distraction. I think he would do fantastic at that with his <laughs> wands. Does this mean we don't get to see fireworks? Heard there was gonna be fireworks. We have fireworks. Mayor does back in town. I wonder if that would be a fire good enough fireworks setting or not distraction. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, why don't you go light the fireworks, Quentin? Use your you, wand. You've got one of those. Off. You've got one of those banners, right? I don't have it. Yeah, you had Is one you left did? in your bag. Yeah, you still have one in your bag. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, does anybody have a lighter? We can go set it on fire. Try to draw the skeletons towards the smoke. Uh, the smith says, I've got flint and tinder. You can light it with that. The mayor says, if you can just get, there's these little things, these little long things, if you can get one of them lit. It's called like a pump or something. You can use it to light all of them. There's one big string. If you light it, they all go off and, and it's a sequence. It's supposed to Escape be a what? Nothing. I would like well, to see I... those fireworks before we leave. So, do we need okay. someone to sneak back into town and get the fireworks? Or should we light them there? Um, well, so you're only, what, a quarter mile from where you started. Mm-hmm. So, 
theoretically, it would it would should be loud enough and bright enough from here to uh, to be a distraction. Okay, but we'd have to sneak back into town to do that. Who's who's sneaky? I mean, yeah. Blaine just kind of like kind of looks over at the two halflings. <laughs> well, I'm not suggesting anything. I was just, you know, but you you just assume because I'm a halfling, I'm naturally good at stealth. Man, you well, are racist. Well, your species is more dexterous than most, and uh, he says he says from the shadows, movement. and he says that from the shadows underneath a bush where you couldn't even see him. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make assumptions about me. Fine, I will. Go! I will sneak back to light the freaking firework, whatever it's called. Give me the flint and the tinder. You should. You should take your buddy with you. Me. In case. Uh, in That's case right. you need help. Sure, I'll take my halfling buddy that I've never met before. Who doesn't know right. me at all? Is someone wrestling? <laughs> oh. It was me jumping up and down, waving my hand, trying to get picked, but nobody was picking me. <laughs> they can't see us because, you know, it just looked like, from their perspective, it was just like this. Oh, crap. <laughs> There's a second All halfling. Right. So so I tell them that the mayor had fireworks in his backyard, and mm-hmm. uh, and we get the flint and tinder from the, uh, from the blacksmith. All right. Does it help that I have a plus one to stealth? That's better than zero. All right, I mean, so so do I. If we all want to sneak back together, we can. Oh, no, that's not a good idea. We can no, back up. Not... Here's what here's what we'll do: is you can Don't each make a roll. You can each make a roll to try to help out with the the mission here. If you want to be lookouts, if you want to help come up with the the best route, whatever you want to do that you think your character can do to help. Um, We'll start with the uh, tall folk and then do the, the halflings at the end. So, so the ones actually have to sneak up there and light the fireworks. All right. I'm going to see if I can remember any kind of, um, you know, like a, a, a little known path or a way that they could get to the mayor's backyard without um, being seen from the town square. All right. Uh, so we're going to make that. What kind of roles uh, are going to be like playing? a like a history check? Okay, sounds good. Um, I'll give you advantage on that since, uh, since you've grown up here. Oh. Well, plus you rolled a four anyway, so I need the advantage. What happened? You rolled a four. Right. On the history right. of his own town. So with the advantage, I got a fifteen. All right. Yeah. So Core tells you guys of a, of a secret way he used to go back and forth because there was a girl who used to like on the other end of town that his parents didn't like him seeing and uh, he would sneak around there to see her they said uh, she wasn't rich enough off. but she was a good kisser that's right I thought that was your half sister no. second cousin twice removed <laughs> it's actually your half sister Quentin oh, oh. Right. <laughs> that's right now I remember and then, and then after two weeks, he felt realized it was just you in a dress. Right. No, that's somehow worse. No. <laughs> okay, all right, uh, Quentin, what do you want to do to help these foolhardy halflings? Um, I was just going to do like as a lookout. 
or something because I mean Perception. I can at least do that and if they need healing I can heal them and the I can at least do pop shots if they're being out. chased. Pop shots, okay. What? Exactly, he's the lookout. All right, so that's perception. I'm guessing and he is tall. Days. Yeah. He waits until you're getting attacked by a skeleton, and he says, "Look out!" <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll up your perception. Uh. You want to use your inspiration to make that a fourteen? Yeah. All right, should probably do that. Drop that on the table then. Okay, so he's able to to spot uh, the one flaw in Core's plan, which was that that wraith thing happened to be walking right through the back alley you were supposed to take. He grabs you both by the scruff of your halfling necks, which is very rude in halfling society, but he does keep you from dying. Then so patting him on the head. It's up to you if you decide to forgive him or not. Nobody right. tosses a dwarf. Or halfling. All right. Uh, the two of you can uh, each give me a stealth check. It is with advantage because it is dark. Oh, jeez. Yeah, just roll it twice since you didn't roll it with advantage. Oh, <laughs> my Double God. All right. So, Lando, you're you're sneaking, sneaking around through there. You, you've snuck with this guy before, or at least who you think he is. He's never been this loud. Can I use my token to re-roll that? Uh, you, you can, yeah. You can use your inspiration token to re-roll it. Uh, what's... Okay, sorry, hold on. This... Uh. Sounds like you're fighting it. Sorry, yeah. All there right. we go. And then... Oh, Boom. never mind. Never Boom. mind, he is completely silent. You forget he's even there, Jesse, halfway through, because he is... So still, you look around a couple like times, and, and then he's just in front of you, standing in front of this chest down here. Can you guys see the chest? Yes, I always see a nice chest. I can't tell if Jesse is asleep or if his video is just frozen, or if he's just gone. Maybe he's just gone. I don't know. That's how stealthy he is. He just disappeared. I mean, we halflings are so good at hiding. He's still on Discord. <laughs> Looks like he's trying to reconnect or something. Okay. All right, yeah. Because uh, on uh, video, I just see it looks like he's got his eyes closed. So for a couple of seconds, I thought he'd actually just fallen asleep with his hand in the air. All right, we'll give him a second here. So the two of you, can you see the chest at least, uh, PJ? Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. I rarely missed a good chest. Right. I was happy that I found that. It was the best thing I could could find to to hold a lot of uh, fireworks. All right. So he disappeared. Or if that means he's about to reappear. Just means his stealth check was that good. I hope he's not having another situation where he uh, uh, gets disconnected and then his Discord account gets deleted or whatever happened last time. Yeah, I hope not. That would suck. All right. 
John, I just saw your picture from uh, that you sent earlier when you were ready to go. You got like your die tr- rolling tray and everything set up here. Heck yeah. Tea. Never know when you're going to need to roll a dice. Nice. Oh, it, he said his internet crashed. Oh, yeah. I thought he was a pirate and a sailor. Should have, yeah. Should have been. Pirates don't have internet. Hey, guys. Hey. Oh, can hear him. Yeah, I just joined through my phone while my uh, Wi-Fi is rebooting. Okay. So, All right. Well, sorry, I, so, it, it went out right when PJ was about to re-roll. Okay. Well, he critically succeeded on his re-roll. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I was I was going to ridicule him very much so and <laughs> tell him he's chose the lo- wrong line of work and to turn back, but I guess I don't have to anymore. <laughs> yeah, you turn around to berate him for being for being loud, and you realize it was actually a squirrel. When you look back in front of you, he's already standing at the chest. Like twenty. Did you hurry it up and stop ogling the squirrel? <laughs> I, I get distracted. You would know that about me if you grew up with me. <laughs> but sadly, I did not. So you know, you guys are still pretending, finish. even though there's no one around, which is hilarious. <laughs> okay, which one of you wants to do the honors and light the fireworks? Are you going to fight me, over me, it? Me, 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 me. Fine, you can light it, Lando. Sweet. <sighs> See, such a cool name. Lando just rolls off the tongue. Okay. I'll take the Lando. Point. Yeah, sure. Did you remember take to wear a cape this time? Uh, no. Got the cape. All right. It's easier to sneak without a cape. I found that out. Also, as you... But when, when there's a stiff wind on the ocean, my cape would kind of like parachute me off the boat two or three times, and then I wouldn't have to wear a cape anymore. <laughs> so uh, I always thought that was really fun, but everyone else thought it was annoying. So again, I'm not allowed to wear capes. So I'll, I'll light the fireworks now. Oh, you've actually already lit them while you were talking. You just didn't. Oh, yeah. 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 So hey, so I lit the mindlessly striking the flint and the steel <laughs> together while you were talking. Were we supposed to stand right here? I don't, I don't remember being. Can we stand right here, or should we go no, back? We, we need to go back. We don't want to stand right here. <laughs> okay. Can we um, talk to the squirrel on the way back? I forgot to ask him something. No, no. We don't have time for this. The fireworks. Okay. Have to go right. off. Can I watch the, the fireworks, or do we have to go back now? I think it'd be better <sighs> to watch why, it here. This is why I pretend like I don't know you. This is just ridiculous. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Are you sure he isn't playing a kinder? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Could be. I'm, I'm only definitely... a teenager. That's true. Just a very happy, lighthearted teenager <laughs> that likes fireworks. Well, as you, as you, uh, the two of oh, you kind of hustle, hustle back to your friends who are waiting in the tree, in the tree line, you hear like a, when you turn on and look, you're like, whoa, did those fireworks go off? That was really kind of quiet, but same time, at the same time, ominous. And you turn and look and you see something in the air above, above the houses. I got a bad feeling about dragon, this. isn't it? Moving it is in, in some manner, and then, and then the first little uh, firework goes off. Makes makes a little sparkly, you know, little sparkles start coming down. That's a and disappointing come, firework. As they come down, you see a large winged reptilian shape uh, waft through those first sparkles and land on a tree. It it looks like you thought a dragon would, but it's uh, covered in shadow. It's dark and shadowy, and when it breathes out, shadows just kind of plume from its 
nostrils, and you see uh, the corpse of that poor knight. The, a shadow pulls itself loose of it and uh, stands up and starts walking around with red glowing eyes when, when his breath hits it. Mm. Yeah, we, we need to run really, really quickly. And then more fireworks go off. <laughs> so pretty. <laughs> and and the, the dragon actually kind of like, like shakes its head back, head back and kind of like shakes its eyes and shields its face a little bit from the fireworks. Four looks at Quentin and says, I hope the little guys make it back. Yeah. Now we gotta be little. Um, it's hard for you, actually, so Quentin, you and Cor see the dragon as well. Uh, right after you say that, you see the last, the first one go up and you see that thing that lands on the smithy's house, but mm-hmm. partially crushes it as it lands on top of it. It's about 30 feet long without a tail, without counting its tail. Mm. Keen, um, Keen. Quentin is uh, as a kind of looking at it and is just going to start trying to draw it in his uh, one of his books and then it roars you all pee yourselves and, and don't remember much until you get to the docks by the time you get to the docks um, you see people are loading up the, uh, the boats as fast as they can all right, I look around uh, for Estovian and Nodgar. Did they make it down to the docks? They both did. They're helping load stuff. You can see your dad is actually sitting on uh, one of the crates, kind of watching everything, uh, and your mom's standing next to him, kind of with her hand on his shoulder. Okay. Yeah, I, I go over to them, and uh, and I tell them, it's okay. Um, we We all made it out. That's that's oh. the best we could have hoped for. I'm good. Uh, your mom hugs you, and your dad says, "Don't get don't get too close. I've been infected." And he shows you his his right arm is like covered in like the swirling shadow stuff. Um, I start looking around for the for the druidess. She is not there. <laughs> Father, it's uh, uh the the druid can take care of this if if we can find her or or someone who can do magical healing like her. It's all right. Just just make sure everyone gets on board. Get get all of our things that you can get. Uh, make sure the small folk make it, especially the ones that work for us. Uh, don't want to lose it. Yeah. So, did she say where she was going? Um, she told you guys uh, to go into town and, and rally everybody, and she would try to uh, hold back the horde as, as long as she could, or the bulk mm. of it, anyway. Uh, I want to wonder when I get to the docks, is uh, Malia there, the bartender, the innkeeper? She is, yep. Oh, good, because we've got to make sure we have the drink. Malia, where, where's a drink? I need a good, solid, stiff drink. She's got a, like a little mini keg thing that she carried under her arm. She's, this is just about all I've got. Uh, well, except there's some hard cider here on the boat. Okay, I'm going to go drink some hard cider with uh, the person that I've never met before. You know, the other halfling with me that we don't know each other. We're going to go and have a few <laughs> drinks. Come on, Lando. We've earned it. Yes. All I, right. think, I think the best place to watch the fireworks is probably up in that crow's nest up there. <laughs> All right. So there are four boats. Uh, and pretty much everybody's able to fit on those. It's kind of a tight fit for some folks. 
But you all get on there. Is there anybody you want to talk to or anything you want to do as, as you start north on the river? Um, no, I think uh, I think just making sure that everybody got on board and that we got want... away safely. Uh, what I, about I want... the uh, the knights from the Lightbringers? Did they did they make it? Uh, the knights uh, did show up momentarily, <clears throat> and they said after they found out you you guys were going to go to Asgarth, they said they were going to go back and get their horses, and they would uh, travel down to where there's a bridge over the river. And uh, and then travel north from there and, and meet you guys uh, on the way on the road to Asgarth. I also want to like ha- have a, a semi-private conversation with Malia. You know that like hopefully no one really pays too much attention to. All right. Well, yeah, they're probably not because everything's kind of crazy. Yeah. All right. What do you want to say to her? Uh, just pass on information what we discovered in the forest when we were with. Safra about the shadow skeletons and everything. Okay. All right. So uh, you journey about, it takes about six hours on boat. Excuse me. And uh, it takes about six hours. So it was, it was just around like seven in the evening by the time you guys were on the boats heading out. So it's a little after midnight by the time you get to the point where they say everybody needs to get off and walk from there. So for the most part, everybody gets to rest some during that time. Um, if any of you have any exhaustion, that goes away. Um, if you're missing any hit points or hit dice, you can get those back. Uh, basically, you can get the benefits of a long rest while you're on the boats, if you need that. Okay. Uh, right. On the way, on, during that time, it becomes apparent to all of you that about uh, one out of five <clears throat> of the humans from the village has been infected with this shadow stuff. Um, the, uh, the non-humans seem to be less affected. So the halflings is maybe like one out of every 10 or 12 uh, has gotten it. And uh, half elves and halflings pretty much about the same. But the humans seem to seem to be much more affected. Um, then, yeah, like so, all people problems, right? Yeah, <laughs> problems. When uh, when it's time to to unload the ships and, and go, a few of the halflings uh, volunteer to take the cider off and sell it and try to bring the proceeds back to the Corsos since to Corsos family since they've been so good to them. And everything, the vast family. Okay. Um, uh, your dad instructs them to, to also sell the boats, if necessary, and, uh, and try to bring all the, you know, all that money back to you guys at Asgarth. Your your grandfather Cor is actually doing fine. He's uh, how old is your grandfather? He's like sixty, seventy. Yeah, he he's uh, I would say like mid sixties, which is okay. fairly old. Yeah, he's a. Uh, bandy-legged old codger, but he's not uh, he's none the worse for the wear so far. Um, I ask him, I'm like, we don't have any of uh, any ancestral armor or anything I can borrow, huh? <laughs> uh, he actually, he his face goes white when you say that, and he says, I left your great-great-great-granddaddy's war pick in the basement of the manor. Oh! 
Oh, that would have no. been handy. <laughs> I got desperate and I needed to open up one of the barrels. Well, no, yeah, I keep it down there to pop open the the cider kegs because your dad, you know, your your uh, dad doesn't like me to open them, so I can open them with that. Pretty easy to drink in a drink because it just it just goes through them like butter. Uh, don't don't yeah. worry, grandfather. I'll I'll get it back for us someday. <clears throat> oh man. Good, good, because, I mean, that's that's the best thing I ever found to open up a, a barrel with, because it puts a perfect hole in there, and it, the pour is just so good. <laughs> <laughs> that's, man, it's got his priorities straight. <laughs> so, I like your granddad. <clears throat> pop a bunghole right out of a bar- barrel like that. Grandpa, kids <clears throat> kids don't use that word anymore. A barrel? Call a bunghole. That's... Hole. It's a proper name for it. Mm. Yeah, I, I know, but it's slang for something else now. Yeah, me and Grandpa was good at popping bungholes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you guys are weird. I'm going to sit down. Yep. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, uh, so anyway, everybody, everybody unloads. Uh, a lot of people just have like random stuff, like knickknacks in their house bags with nothing but socks in on whatever they happen to grab you know uh, all of you kind of just have whatever's on your backs at the time i know quentin you have a bag full of books it's going to be that's like a fun three-day walk with 100 pounds of books um mm. but <clears throat> but you make your way your way north um on the second day core your dad and along with about uh Almost everybody else has been sick. They they just give in to the, whatever this is and pass away on the road. Oh no! Uh, yeah. So your your father dies. Uh, the uh, the mayor passes away. Uh, a bunch of other people that you you all know uh, die from this. They start calling it the pox, the shadow pox at this point. Uh, and several people who actually weren't touched by any of these these undead creatures are also developing it shadows under the under their fingernails or see you'll see shadows you know just on, on one side of their face uh the majority the majority of the non-humans though are actually getting better at this point starting to get over it <clears throat> although it's still it's still passing around almost like the cold amongst all the survivors um the humans seem to be, be much more affected by it can I uh, search the mayor's corpse for any sort of like official paperwork or anything since, you know, he was our town leader? Won't we have something just for what? What kind of official paperwork are you looking for? Well, I don't know. Like, you know, something that when we get to the town, like they'll know who our leader is since the mayor passed away. So they don't just think we're like refugees no. from that. Well, town. They're- they're going to think you're refugees no matter what. I was going to say, we're, we are refugees. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not um, really big on labels, you guys. <laughs> um, you're the one that puts the labels on the side. What are you talking about? It's more of on the bottom, really, because I'm a halfling. But, uh, so after several after several days' travel, you do make it to A.S. Garth. Uh, the people are not overly welcoming. There has been a, a small attack of shadow creatures there, and they're also dealing with this shadow pox thing. Um, they basically quarantine all of the Holbeck, Holbeck Hill refugees 
outside of the city walls on the on the eastern side, so you're at least protected from the shadow creatures coming from the west. But they station guards uh, around you and the Lightbringers who who meet up with you uh, on the last day of your travel over there and and make you stay outside of the city for for a while. Uh, uh, anybody got any any questions or thoughts or anything about what's going on at this point? Are they making us wear masks? Because I just don't know if I'm comfortable with that. They're not. They're not because they, they know <laughs> masks don't make any difference. <laughs> um, right. I guess Corso just does his best to console his mother and make arrangements. And he feels like he has to be the man of the house. Yep. Uh, so. Yeah, you have to make a decision. Do you want to bury? Do you want to bury your dad there on on the road to Asgarth, or do you y'all want to like bring him with you and bury him when you get get somewhere, or to AS, basically to Asgarth and bury him there? Um, uh, probably better to bury him on the road. Okay. I mean, so with, stop there being, a... with there being a, a a sickness going around, I doubt people are going to want corpses of people who've died from the sickness in their town right right that's that's the general uh, thought so um the day before everybody starts to die siofra does find all of you uh and she does what she can but she cannot like basically after someone has had this for a, a day or so she can't cure it uh she's able to ease the symptoms and help people get over it if they've just gotten it but if it's been more than, than like six to eight hours there doesn't seem to be much she can do with her druidic magic. Um, so she's able to like ease the passing of your dad and help some other folks, but that's about all she can really do. Uh, <clears throat> I, I guess uh, I talk to her and I try to determine, is there is there anything that we can do to ward ourselves from this? Because uh, it doesn't look like these uh, shadow creatures are going to stop coming. Yeah, she tells uh, she tells you to keep one of those holly wands and, and eat one of if if you or anyone you know gets infected to either feed them or eat one of those those berries that they generate immediately and that seems to help as much as anything else. Okay, how many of those uh, holly wands do we have left? Uh, I think one or two. I've been carrying one. Two. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't have one. I wasn't here that session, so. Yeah, there's like there's one other. I think there's one other wand. They they each have a few charges, and they make basically every time you use it, they, they create two d eight of those berries. So uh, basically, okay. you have enough for emergencies. Pretty much is what it comes down to. All right, <laughs> can I can I do like a persuade check on some of the town guards to see if we can just get a little more information about what's going on there in the city and how long they plan on keeping us in this quarantine. Yeah, yeah, you can get. We well, don't have to make a check. You're, you're able to get some information about that kind of thing. They they basically have no idea just until they know what's happening. And once you know, once they can figure out if it's safe or not to let you in, or if it makes a difference, you know, then they'll do that. There are there are refugees from other small towns like Holbeck that are also coming to Asgarth because it's the largest town in the area. It's you know, it's like a the Baron, the local Baron lives there. You know, and he's. Supposed to protect everybody, so that's why everybody's running there, right? Is is the druid still with us, or did she leave? Because I was wondering if we could like try to petition to see the mayor of the town, so we can tell him what what we experienced. 
uh, yeah, she is. She does stay with you. Um, so actually, the the ruler in the town is the is a baron. Like that's that he's the law of the land there. Um, and they basically tell you that that when it's appropriate, they'll you know they'll see the the townsfolk or whatever. Okay. Um, if there's nothing else you guys want to do, we're going to skip five years forward at this point in the campaign. Okay. So we can do we can do that either today or we can wait and do that next session and do the five year skip. It's up to you guys. Oh, let's let's go ahead. Well, what time <clears throat> is it? It's only nine thirty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm sure I'm fine if we do it now. And I remember you saying something at one point about maybe getting some ASIs. Is that where we are now yet? Uh, just about it. Yeah. Yep. So, um, sweet. All right. So the next, the next five years pass and becomes known, known as the war of broken shadows. Um, so the dispersal of the shadows, uh, while, theoretically a great thing and, and over time it does end up be, becoming a good thing uh in the short term thousands and thousands of these small groups of shadow touch creatures and some larger groups uh attack exanad right as they as they pour out of the midlands uh where they were before they stayed close to those shadow wells all the time now now without them in place they're just kind of wandering aimlessly and some groups are, are for, end up forming almost armies in size um the uh the initial weeks and months are extremely brutal uh there's no real armies in in x and ad the lightbringers end up being being the uh the biggest military force that in, ends up helping to any large degree uh, <clears throat> the uh the shadowpox ends up being the worst thing it's uh it can be carried by birds, uh, any kind of mammals. Uh, it's extreme. Ends up being extremely brutal to humans. Like six, three out of five humans that catch it die, pretty much. Jeez. It's uh, yeah. So like the the human population of Asgarth, where you guys are, drops by fifty percent over the course of two years. The uh, it's it's. It ends up holding true that it's much less deadly for dwarves and elves and half elves and halflings uh, to where only like one in five that that get it die. Um, the uh, and then another terrible thing about this pox is apparently any person who wields arcane magic uh, is extremely vulnerable to the shadow pox to the point where. They almost die immediately when they're uh, affected by it, and almost all of them turn into some sort of worse undead than a skeleton. So you saw the sorcerer turn into a wraith, right? Um, that happens a lot uh, to the point where where people start uh, sh- not just shunning magic users, but stoning them in the streets, uh, running them out of towns, uh, wanting nothing to do with anybody that uses any kind of arcane magic. Or studies it. So for uh, two of you, I think actually are interested in doing that. So uh, Quentin and uh, and James, like you can't even tell anybody that you've ever in- been interested in, in arcane magic, or or you could possibly just be hanged right the next day. Um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's scary, but it's but the whole the whole 
you turning into a wraith thing is pretty scary to everybody else. Um, the whole thing lasts about five years, but most of the fighting and stuff, and most most of the Shadowpox stuff is over after about the first three years. Uh, after that, it's it's just cleaning up and mop up duty. Those last two years, the the numbers of of Lightbringers just swell, uh, especially in the human populations that are remaining. Uh, there's just they go from being a small band of you know militant um uh religious zealots to being to being one of the largest forces in Exenad, you know one of the political force even yeah. uh just because they they were they were already trained they were already prepared they they were there to fight this thing when it first started and nobody else was there you know um but ne- so now it's been 5 years um, you have all spent the, most of the time in Aeskarth. Um, if you if you want to say your characters have, have gone out and done other things during that five years, that's fine. Um, yeah, after the first few months, that, they, that, that Core was helping with the Lightbringers. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. Wooden's um, um, uh, been trying to do his uh, studies uh, discreetly and see if there's any connections he could find. Okay. To other magic users because he's gonna learn. James right. has been working with uh, I, I can't remember pronouncing him Sophia or the druid Siofra, yeah, Siofra, um, and trying to build up his hopefully secret abilities in arcane magic. Okay, okay, but you guys, I mean, but you know, if you're interested in that at all, you have to be extremely careful because if you're practicing that and you catch that shadow pox, you're pretty much toast. Yeah. Um. Uh. So. Uh, let's see. So for the first couple of months, uh, they make you guys stay out. Well, the first couple of weeks they make you stay outside of the town. Then they bring all the Holbuck Hill folks into the market. We used to be the market, and then uh, by the end of the first year, you kind of can just stay wherever you want to because half of the city is empty. It was it was mostly populated by humans to begin with, with dwarves being the secondary population. Mm. Um, so the uh, halflings that worked for the Vast family do eventually turn back up two and a half years later, Core, and they have all they have saved all of the gold they got from selling all four of those ships and all of that cider, uh, and they bring it to your family. Uh, oh wow! Yeah. Okay. It's uh. It's a couple thousand gold pieces, and it's basically enough to make your family solvent again and be able for you and your your mom and your, your grandfather to be able to consider going back and trying to reestablish your uh, your holdings there in Holbeck when this whole thing okay. is over. Um, uh, all right. Is it? Um, I mean, is it is it safe to go back to Holbeck yet? Or so no. So now it's five years later. Uh, it's the spring. Um, the new mayor, which is the, uh, uh, old mayor's cousin (laughs) has decided, has decided to try and retake, uh, Holbeck Hill for the, for the villagers. Uh, your mom, you and your mother have jointly agreed to help finance the, uh, the return. So, uh, you basically put about 500 gold of that 2000 gold pieces. You put about 500 gold pieces into, uh, 
buying wagons and horses and provisions and uh you know supplies like axes and and uh rations and that kind of thing to go back to the town to try it and take it take it back and reclaim it um and a group a small group of the lightbringers have agreed to go and uh and guard the town while you, you uh resettle it as well along with uh among them is the guy who's now a leader uh um Walter the heartbreaker is uh has agreed to lead the the lightbringers to go back <clears throat> okay um, and then I need each of you guys to take turns rolling a d20. Just a regular old d20? Yeah. That's on that uh, sidebar with the tetrahedron, right? It is, yep. You just want to say tetrahedron. All right, a 10. So, PJ, uh, you have to, you need you to describe how someone that's close to your character died uh, over the last five, last five years while you've been stuck there in town. Uh, well, guys, it's it really breaks Mark to tell you this, but Malia, our innkeeper, she's no longer with us. <sighs> it seems she was drinking some really old arrows of the cider that Cora's family made. I tried to warn her it was a little too old and wasn't probably good enough, but she just couldn't resist it was the last barrel she had left, and well, sadly, she she succumbed to the poison of the poison apple yeah. cider. Thanks, you drank poison apple Please cider. Please don't start singing, uh, uh, what's that? Uh, cider lullaby? Yeah, cider really. Yeah. Lullaby. yeah. Uh, I don't know, may have, may have, if you may have known her, but man, she was the best barmaid ever. So, she always gave me a large ale for the price of a small. She survived all that other crap just to die to some bad ale. Yeah, yeah. Life happens like that sometimes. All right, who wants to go next? Hmm. Don't jump out once. I'm not sure what I'm ready for. Somebody has to. All right, I'll go. Alright. So brave. I rolled a oh, twenty. Twenty. Alright. Um uh, so describe uh just describe what Cor has been doing over these last five years. He's been working with the lot bringers, he's been helping his mom deal with the family finances, keeping his grandfather from uh running around and getting himself killed. What's he been up to? Yeah, mostly just trying to make sure you know, I, I'm working with the Lightbringers, trying to, you know, keep everybody safe and advance mm-hmm. the group. Um, checking in with Mom because I know that that Dad was the one who really ran the family estate and kept everything going financially. So, trying to make sure that she's okay. And then, uh, yeah, I'm really, I'm really fixated though on this idea of getting back to Holbeck Hill and getting our mm-hmm. our lands back and. Hopefully, found my great 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 grandfather's war pick. Gotcha. Well, um, yeah, the the uh, Lightbringers try and get Core to come away with them, you know, and like join the army a couple of times. But uh, yeah, 
the, your mom needing you and your grandfather and everything kind of makes that hard. Um, so you mostly kind of help arrange camp stuff here and help help uh, train with some of the younger guys and that kind of thing. Uh, so you get two ability score points. You can put those wherever you want to. Where where are those going over this uh, five years? They're definitely going into my constitution. All right, so both of them are? Yeah. All right. And uh, I forgot to ask you, PJ, you get two as well. Where do yours go? Yeah, I, I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to put them both in constitution because this negative one modifier is killing me. All right. So the... Uh, the uh, the rough living and stuff has a <clears throat> has a positive effect on on both your characters over the next five years as you kind of get a little tougher, easier easier for you to deal with stuff. All right, who wants to go next? I'll go. Oh yeah, now that you're getting ability score points, you're ready to roll it, huh? I get oh, no, yeah, I see going how to. you are, coward. <laughs> a two. Shit, <laughs> 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 that's better than a twenty, right? Explain to us how everyone you know dies and how you lost that left leg. <laughs> no. no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah. So someone close to you, uh, not your mom, uh, but someone someone close to your character passes away. Core? Uh, as well. It can't be core. <laughs> <laughs> He's the only person... <laughs> And he had those close to him. Uh, let's well, say. Um, how about this? There were, there were originally when you arrived in town, and always had been. There had been a small uh, magic school there, and there were four um, uh, wizards who, you know, who were the resident teachers. Perhaps one of those befriended you because of your father or something, mm-hmm. and uh, passed away. Yeah. yeah. Um... He actually ended up passing away from, um, he ended up just getting some other type of um, fever that unrelated to the other stuff. And just. He didn't hmm. try to cast a spell out in public and get, and get brained with a rock or anything. I forgot about that option. Yeah. Let's nix that. Uh, he actually. Um, yeah, a potion explodes his face. Um, <laughs> one of the. Um, one of the homes got caught on fire and uh, he came out and uh, used magic to try to go ahead and uh, help get, put the fire out. Yeah. And afterwards, um, a few of the people in town started uh, saying some stuff. And um, within about 12 hours of uh, saving the home, they had them uh, drug out in the middle of town and uh, we didn't see them after that. Man. Dang. Yeah, as a as a rough thing to to see and learn about as a as a young Quentin. Yeah, that's a little uh, bit. <laughs> well, uh, all right. So, what are your two ability scores that go up over the five years? Let's see. Um, I get two points for one, or you get you get two points. You can put them wherever you want. Two points all together. So, I'll go ahead and choose uh, intelligence to get that up. Okay. It's about time so, you made that choice. So you learned something about uh, got a little smarter after seeing that kind of thing. Well, um, also uh, his teacher had left him his uh, his cache books. of uh, books and stuff that he had uh, left over. Or they yeah, you don't have enough books. Everybody was worried that you were running out, so that's good. Well, that's why he worked so hard over the last five years, so he can buy a horse and wagon to carry all his books. 
But he's uh, heard about these things called portable holes. Portable. He's interested. <laughs> portable holes. All right, Jesse, you're the last one. Uh, all right. So I just roll a d20? Yeah. Just don't roll a one or Brandon's character dies. Oh, no. Rolled a five. Yes. All right. Uh, who dies? Man, you guys are rolling bad. Uh, who dies that your character is close to over those five years? And, and what else is he doing during that time? My cousin Finnan. Unfortunately, <laughs> no, he did not. Your cousin Finnan did not die. He's yes, alive he and well. He did. He's got this doppelganger named James that's always around. No, um, I would say uh, maybe somebody that I sailed with when I was younger. Um, that was like, uh, what's like the the um, second in command on a the second mate, like a bosun or something. The bosun, yeah, like a bosun. number one. <laughs> number two. <laughs> so, Who does number two work for? <laughs> you want to wear the big boy pants? Uh, so the uh, uh, the bosun that I was really close to when I was sailing uh, passed away. Mm. Uh, and since that yeah. happened, the captain wouldn't let me back on the ship, uh, uh-huh. which is really troubling. So I ended up sneaking onto this other ship that kept going out all the time. They didn't really seem to notice me, um, but I was really handy. At sailing, so they allowed me to stay. Oh, I uh, bet you were allowed to leave the ship when we went places. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always had to go clean the cells when that happened. They locked the door, but when they would come back, you know, they let me out, and then you know, I'd help sail again. Uh, so it was cool. Um, and anytime we go places, everyone's really friendly to me. I get stuff for free now. It's awesome. Eat for free everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I've been able to wow. you know, save up some money and stuff in my travels uh, nice. with these guys. So yeah. So, you, rough, so you've rough been rough traveling around. You didn't just stay in Asgarth the whole time over the nope. five years. Nope. So you've seen you've seen a lot of the destruction ha- that's caused by these shadow creatures. Um, uh, you've seen a couple of towns that were completely wiped out by a shadow dragon. Uh, you've uh, from a distance you saw an army that was led by uh, a dozen of those wraith things just wipe out an entire squadron of uh of light bringers in one afternoon once and uh you were you were there to bring supplies to the you know to the the light the light brigade folks and uh you got to take all that back with you because they didn't need any of it light bringers didn't use a single ration or barrel of water because they were all gone um well damn yeah, and then, but then by the end of the third year, you know, things had completely had completely tilted, and uh, uh, a lot of elves have, had came from the from the south and helped uh, with the fighting, and those lightbringers just got better and better at fighting and killing the entire time, um, to the point that you're pretty scared of those guys now. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, what ability scores went up for? Your character, uh, both points in decks. Decks got a little better at hiding and running around a ship nimbly. Yes, nimbly, very nimble. All right. Okay. Well, so I think we'll we'll stop there and we'll start with the trip back to Holbeck Hill uh, after five years of being gone. Next time, does that sound good to you guys? Yeah. <laughs>
right. We'll see. So, uh, while, uh, while we were in A's Garth and I was fighting with the uh, Lightbringers, mm-hmm. uh, was I able to purchase any equipment or anything? Uh, so if you want to use some of that uh, family gold to get yourself some equipment, you can. Um, so you got, what was it, 2,000 gold from the sale of all that stuff? Mm-hmm. Uh, your your mom, you and your mom agree to spend five hundred of it on on uh, financing the trip back. Um, we'll say you spent like another probably four hundred gold over the last three years, just uh, helping everybody in town and making sure you know had enough food and a place to stay and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, renting a home and all that. So that leaves you with what like eleven hundred. Somewhere yeah. There. So if you want to spend some of that family money to get yourself some equipment, you can do that. Danny, I have a question. Yeah. Um. So as a novice, I don't know, a uh, person of the arcane arts, mm-hmm. is there any chance for him to be like learning ca- uh, can trips uh, before he gets first level or something? Um. Maybe. Uh, we might. We can talk about that possibly yeah yeah because that was kind of my question too since i've been studying with the druids i was wondering if i had picked up anything yeah i'd probably let you have a cantrip as long as it was a non-combat cantrip does that make sense okay yeah i'm good with that ah me too all right well we'll say bye to craig see you craig bye craig